the college experience new year's day DFS roster on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by MyBookie.ag. use the promo code SGP for a 50% deposit bonus. That's MyBookie.ag promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by thrive fantasy thrive. Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the app store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com promo code SGP sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by better than Vegas. Better than Vegas is the home for avid sports betters, providing insight analysis and free betting picks from cappers and betters, including the crew from SGPN. Better than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Check out all their free videos at betterthanvegas.vegas. That's betterthanvegas.vegas. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience. New Year's Eve and New Year's Day DFS lineups. My name is Kobe Swinging Dan to base Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. And we're picking DFS college football lineups. Look, we're going to go and end the season with the bang. Hopefully, we get some FCS football starting February uh, 13th or February 20th. Um, so. With it being a DFS show, I got to bring on the DFS God himself. Uh, give it up for, oh yeah, the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road a living, the free lock a given, former, former Hernan Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What is up, man? How we doing? I am doing excellent. I'm watching. I mean, these bowl games. Watching. Um, I'm rooting for Wake Forest, but I mean, hell, I don't know. These bowl games well, are. are what, 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 what's your take on bowl season? Ah, uh, you know, it's more football, so that's a positive. The negative is that coaches have come and gone. Players are opting out. You don't. Yeah, you know, sometimes going into a game, you don't know who's going to be playing or not. So uh, it's a little bit of a crapshoot. Um, I wish there was a larger playoff instead, but uh, Hey, I, I guess there's still some college football to watch. There's still some, some DFS to play and win some money. So it's better than nothing. Yeah, I agree. It is better than nothing, but I, I definitely would. Uh, I mean, I think it's a clear, easy way to stop this. Cause I don't think this is a COVID thing. I think this is a opt out because you're on the verge of the NFL. And the only way to prevent that, like you don't see that happening in college basketball. You know what I mean? So, so like the point yeah. is, is that if you have a large playoff, you play for it. Right. And, uh, and, and you're right. I mean, this is, it's not like that, that you know, this is just a, a, a 2020 problem with COVID. This has been going on, you know, for a few years now, it seems like every year it's getting worse and worse, worse and worse with people not caring and, and not wanting to play. So 
if the players don't want to play, that should tell you something, you know, these are glorified exhibitions and you know, it's just a good thing. We have a chance to, to gamble on them and play some DFS. Yeah. And so that, my that, wife has me laying down a new floor in her home office. So I will gladly take the escape to talk some college football <laughs> DFS for an hour or so laying down some floors. It's like the beginning of a porno. <laughs> uh, you know, I'd rather lay pipe than flooring. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, look, let's let's talk, man. What we got? Uh, we got two exciting matchups. I, now, I, you know, w- we couldn't do a pod for every time we play, but I do believe I, I happened to win some some straight cash last night against you clowns. Ah, uh, you know, every dog has their day. I mean, you know, with with, with college basketball, you know, contests daily, and now college football bowl games daily. Yeah. I mean. Even you might win a couple. <laughs> uh, so you look at uh, what are we doing here? New Year's Eve. Let let's let's. Do everybody's it. off work. Everybody's feeling good. Got some cocktails in them. They're probably watching some college football. Why not play a little DFS too, so you can root on the players that you draft? Yeah, and come play or both D- slates. New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And and don't forget. A lot of times we can't do a pod on the college basketball, but we are playing DFS college basketball often. So make sure you check out Sports Gambling Podcast and Slack. Make sure you subscribe to this uh, uh, or join these these uh, DFS games with within us, and you'll be able to. Oh man! Oh man! Oh gosh! I'm watching this uh, Wake Forest game, and the punter mishandled the snap, and then uh, got the punt blocked. <laughs> we got a tie game. About to be. It's at like they ah. recovered at the five yard line. But what it, I oh, that's always classic when you see the punter miss and then he tries to like hurry up to punt the ball. <laughs> the least athletic person yeah. on the field is like in a frenzy. <laughs> um but yeah, join join the college basketball DraftKings too. A lot of fun there. And uh and yeah, so let's start with the New Year's Eve. And uh if anything, bad I think the my favorite play of this season. Was that punt that was muffed and then punted out of the end zone and and recovered or or received in the end zone? Yeah, who was that again? South was that, Florida, um, and I want to say it was the Citadel. No, if it was, I don't know if it was the Citadel or somebody I, in South Florida. I, I I know the play you're talking. I think you're right because I think I locked up South Florida, and that was one of the plays that because I mean, it really, it was a kind of low scoring, ugly game. <laughs> But yeah, that was one of the touchdowns they got late to you know to make them cover. So yeah, I think you're exactly right. Citadel, South Florida. So to paint the picture to the audience, the guy's punting out of the back of his end zone, and the snap goes to him. He bobbles the the punt, uh, uh, the the snap, and then he quickly picks it up in the end zone, avoids a a player or two, and block or, or and, and kicks the ball, but he kicks it uh, from the back of the end zone about five yards over to the corner of the end zone. And, and then the South Florida, like defensive back catches it. <laughs> so it was a, a punt return for a touchdown, a zero yard punt return for a touchdown. Right. I, I don't think we'll ever see that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make sure you check it out on YouTube that if you haven't seen it yet, great play. Uh, so yeah, I'm sorry. I'm getting sidetracked. I just, uh, that's definitely my Focus. favorite play. Uh, all right. Let's, let's start things off. New year's Eve. We got what? So we got what? Four games? Three games. Three games, three games yeah. only. It's not the best slate of games, but there are actually some, you know, entertaining uh, matchups, if you ask me. So it's uh, Tulsa, Mississippi State, Ball State, San Jose State, 
and the newly added West Virginia army. Um, so there you go. Not a whole lot of options, but uh, three games and some interesting matchups. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I would say the, the, the one that I, I mean, dude, that I'm still bothered now. And I got to repeat myself here and I, you know, coach Leach, friend of the program, we love Mississippi state, but what the fuck is that game? Tulsa almost went undefeated and they give them a three win team. Like you couldn't have given Tulsa, even Tulsa San Jose state would be better. I mean, I, I just can't believe the the team that lost the AAC championship that actually had, <laughs> I, I don't know if, if how well you caught up on this one, man, but Tulsa. So the AAC canceled the last game of the season, which was supposed to be like the third game of the season uh, of, of Cincinnati at Tulsa because they wanted to protect Cincinnati's oh, undefeated record. Right, right. But I do recall seeing that. But what's unfortunate by them doing that, had Tulsa won that game, which was at Tulsa, then the next week the championship game would have been at Tulsa instead of at Cincinnati. And and Tulsa only lost by a field goal <laughs> at Cincinnati. So I mean this they, they got jobs. Yeah. <laughs> they really got jobbed. And then they give them Mississippi State in the bowl game? I guess, you know, they, they can look at it as, Hey, we're playing an sec school. You know, these guys probably weren't received, weren't recruited by the sec. So uh, they still, they still have a chance of getting up for it. You know, if you're talking about Tulsa, uh, but Hey, since we're talking about this game, if we want to jump right in a quarterback, I'm taking your boy, Will Rogers for 6.9 K ding, ding, ding. I look, I was out here in LA and we got in Malibu, Will Rogers state park. I went hiking there the other day, gave me inspiration to to pick Will Rogers. I actually think he's, I think Mississippi state's starting to turn a little bit of a corner. Uh, you saw them beat Missouri last week. And I think really the final three or four weeks of the season. Now, Will Rogers is a freshman, but he played in the air raid in high school. So I'm all over this play too. And another thing is Tulsa's the, the Bronco Nagurski player of the year, defensive player of the year in college football, Zavin Collins is opting out for Tulsa. So uh, that's a huge loss. I mean, that guy has been amazing all year long. If you've watched, if you've watched any Tulsa football, it's the defense that's got them to the to where they were this season, not their offense. Right, which is which is surprising for Tulsa because usually you know they're a school that likes to put up fifty points, and uh, their opponents might put up fifty two. But they, yeah, they've had a solid defense this year, and obviously that opt out is going to hurt. And you mentioned the. Uh, Missouri game. That's, you know, in, in that game, Will Rogers threw for almost 300 yards and three touchdowns. I think he can have similar numbers against Tulsa this week. Agreed. And at 6,900, I think it's a great play. Hopefully we don't have the same team because with only have seven, three or four games. Well, why don't you start off with your highest price running back and, and we'll see. Uh, well, hold on, let me double check then. What is my highest price running back right now? I will take you to uh good old Good old uh, Tucson, Arizona, I believe. Is it Phoenix or Tucson? Where the bowl game is being played? Yeah. I hell fine. I, 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 think, <laughs> I think it's uh, Tucson because I read that uh, Brent Brennan, that's his hometown or something. So it's, well, it's probably the, the uh, Arizona Cardinal Stadium. So, yeah, that makes sense. Well, no, th- no, no, they're in Phoenix. No, I think they're playing at the Arizona Wildcat Stadium. Oh, really? Interesting. Huh. Giving them just a true shit experience. Um, no, but I'm going to uh, look there's been one trend I've been following all year. And that is the, f- like, first off, I've been taking San Jose state of seven and O ATS, but also as this game has got, or as this team has gotten more and more into the season, they are becoming a run heavy team. 
first couple of weeks of the season, they were a pass heavy team, but this is a physical, physical O-line. Uh, and Tyler Nevins is a big part of that averaging 8.1 yards a rush. Look, if, I'm telling you go back to week two or three. I had to do a preview pod on, on uh, San Jose state, San Diego state. And I couldn't believe that. San, San, and I had watched, you know, San Jose state beat air force and stuff, but I, they couldn't run the ball. They were throwing the ball at the time. Well, they figured things out in that San Diego state game. And ever since then, you know, uh, they've become a, f- a physical, physical run team. I mean, that's what, why Nevada lost that game to San Jose state. And it's why Boise lost that game to San Jose state. Really? So give me Tyler Nevins at 6,300 as my top priced running back. I have three running backs on my roster. Okay. All right. Well, we do not have the same roster because I do not have, have Nevins. I understand the play. I like the matchup, but I am concerned that the other back, um, what's his name? Uh, Kerry Robinson also will get probably about 10 to 12 carries. Um, so they do kind of split it up a little bit, but you know, your guys definitely uh, he'll, he'll probably receive you know, two thirds of the touches. So anyway, um, I did not have him. I have the most expensive running back on the slate and that is West Virginia's Letty Brown for eight K against army. Um, you know, you, you, you kind of worry about offensive players playing army just cause they run the clock and shorten the game. But I think uh, West Virginia could have a field day on the ground and, uh, and, and Brown, you know, he's really the, the only running back who gets significant touches. So uh, sign me up, Letty Brown, eight K. I think it's a solid play, but watch out for that black Knight defense, buddy. They played good all year. Bring it on uh, my second running back. Well, uh, my flex running back, I should say, if I'm going by price, um, you know, you know, I like to play this guy, uh, Jaquavis marks uh, at 6,100 in the flex spot for Mississippi state. You know, I know they've been bringing in Dylan Johnson, some, but Mark's still the leading rusher on the team. Uh, wait a uh, decent amount of attempts more. And also I think he's better out of the backfield receiving wise. Uh, as he's their top running back out of the back. He's got 56 catches. He's actually their top receiver on their team. <laughs> and it's not Pretty even crazy. close. He's like, he's ways much further than anyone else. Or uh, the closest is 46 or no, 48 catches by Jaden Wally. He has 56. I like it. I, uh, I did not have enough money. I thought about marks. I considered him in a couple spots. Uh, it, I couldn't work it out. Uh, so I only have two running backs on this roster. So my second guy is only 4.8 K. I'm going to go to ball state. I know uh, San Jose state's got pretty solid defense, but uh, Ty Evans at ball state for only 4.8 K ding, ding, uh, ding, ding, yeah, ding. Yeah. Yeah. With, with Caleb, with Caleb Huntley opting out, he's been uh, getting all the carries there. He's been producing nicely. And uh, I expect ball state to be able to do some things against San Jose state. So uh, yep. For that price, I'm all over them. I agree. And and Caleb Huntley, I mean, look, I don't like to blast the guy too much, but ball state had never, you know, won a bowl game and, and he, they, they had not won the Mac championship at, and, and this, the ops out in the championship game. Come on. Weak, weak. Come sauce. on now. Um, but yeah, I have the same play. That's my third running back. I think even though San Jose state's D line, I actually, actually think the reason why San Jose state's undefeated is they've their O line and D line play along with Nick Starkle. Um, the D line's been playing their ass off. So I still think ball state though. I've been impressed with ball state's physicality, what they did to Buffalo Buffalo's D line was pretty good. Um, so I think, and, and look, Mike new coach at ball state, former quarterback. I think he knows 
I'm not trying to throw shade at Drew Plitt, the, the quarterback of, of the Cardinals, but uh, their game is, is, is conservative, run the ball and, and make Plitt go play action sometimes, but he's not, he's not a guy that's going to drop back there and, th- and kill you with his arm. So I, I like this play. I think we'll get a, a solid dose of uh, carries here and also some screen action. Maybe Yeah, a couple catches. I like it. Uh, all right. Top receiver. Um, and you mentioned him earlier and this guy has coming on big time. It's a game we've discussed at length. That is the Tulsa, Mississippi state. I'm going Jaden Wally at 7.2 K. Ding. Did ding, you roster ding, him as well? Ding. Yes, I have. Dude, uh, he's been tearing it up. I actually went with both uh, Mississippi state wideouts here. I also took Osiris Mitchell at, uh, at 4,600. So I took Wally and Mitchell, their top two receivers. Look, it's the air raid. You're going to, so you have their quarterback running back and two receivers. Yes. <laughs> I like it. All right. Yeah. Hey, this strategy has worked for you in the past. I, I think they're going to win too. Cause I don't think Tulsa's going to get up for that. I, I, look, I, I understand that angle of the uh, Mississippi or the, Hey, it's an sec opponent, but I think with no Zaven Collins, I just think like, why I honestly, I'm calling out uh Huntley, but at the same time, if I'm Tulsa, I would, I might just fucking opt out of the whole game. I'm like, really? You gave us this, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, I think Mississippi state's going to get their yards. So uh, well, quick, quick, one more note on Jaden Wally. You know, you mentioned that the running back marks has the most uh, catches on the year. That's because Wally really wasn't getting much playing time for the first half of the season. He's come on late four straight games with over a hundred yards um, you know, in those four games. He also has a couple touchdowns. So he's really coming on. I expect a big game for Jaden Wally. Yeah. Uh, so I've given you two of my receivers. So give me your second receiver. Well, let me give you two more here. Cause I have one in the flex and just cause we're mentioning this Tulsa, Mississippi state game. I'm on, I'm going with two receivers on the other side. I'm going with a guy that I've rostered a couple times this year. And he's, he's, you know, he's always done me well. He's been cheap. He's getting a little bit more uh, pricier, but I'm going Juan Carlos Santana and um, black and then, magic woman <laughs> and, uh, and Sam Crawford jr. You know, uh, Mississippi state might win this game, but it, it has the potential of being a shootout. I believe you've mentioned a couple of times, Mississippi state on defense, they're better against the run than the pass. Yes. So, um, yeah, Tulsa should be able to, to move the ball through the air. So let me grab a couple of these golden hurricane receivers on the cheap. Nice. Go on with Carlos Santana. Did you know black magic woman was, tradi- was originally a Fleetwood Mac song? I think you told me that before. Yeah. And yeah. it's a, do- it's a really good song too. It's like a blue and that's Fleetwood Mac before they got, uh, uh, Steve- What's your face? Stevie Nicks. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, I, 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 uh, I liked, I almost did that. I was considering that, but I just thought, I just don't know the motivation aspect for the, for the golden hurricane. But um, my other wide out, my last wide out, before we get to the super flex, I'm going to take you back to that Arizona bowl, buddy. All right. Cause the run's going to set up the pass and look Bailey Gaither, 41 catches, 725 yards four touchdowns and that's in seven games. So he's getting over a hundred yards a game. So get and, and, and that includes the game where uh, Nick Starkle missed and they brought in Nick Nash, who they barely threw the ball that whole game. So he's actually probably with Starkle in there averaging close to 200 yards a, a game. I completely agree. I have him as well. I think uh, San Jose state through the air, they're going to be able to do some things against this max, this Mac defense. So uh, not only do I have Bailey Gaither as my last receiver, but also my super flex, you just mentioned him. 
7.7 K I'm going also Nick Starkle. Ding, so ding, I'm, I'm, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah man. So we right. have some similarities here. Yeah. We're both the quarterbacks, huh? Yeah. Uh, Starkle was my guy for that. Um, and I, I, I mean, you want to talk about shafted, try to just, I, I, I want to know your take on this one. Okay. Coach of the year. They announced today was Jamie Chadwell. And I believe second or third was Tom Allen. Look, I'm not trying to discredit what Tom Allen was doing. I think uh, it's great to see Indiana football, you know, heading in in the, in the, the right direction. Brent Brennan didn't even get on the list on the list. And, and like my, my, I, at first I thought, okay, well they're doing that cause they only played seven games. Well, I'm like, well, Indiana only played like five. Right. So I'm like, they're giving Tom Allen love and Brent Brennan, not even mentioned. This is the nah, worst program. Doesn't make sense. This was the worst program in college football for like a decade. Right. Right. And he's seven. And come on, Tom, Tom Allen. I mean, Tom Allen sounds like a really shitty, like restaurant chain in the Midwest or something, <laughs> you know, like you, you see on like this, the side of side of highways. Oh, there's, there's another Tom Allen's. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. But I just thought, man, I thought I, I don't understand. I, I, that is it the West coast biased. I mean, is it the, I'm sorry, the East coast bias of like, you know, they just don't watch the games or something. Cause they San Jose States won every game by double digits. I've mentioned this before. I'm on the East coast, but I, I admit there's definitely an East coast bias. And a lot of it is people on the East coast aren't staying up late to watch these West coast games, especially one that's not even in the pac 10 or, or the pac 12. Yeah. Um, Shout out. So <laughs> old school pac 10. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a shame because he definitely deserved some love there. Great season for San Jose state. Yeah. I just, I think, I mean, look, Carl Durrell didn't get mentioned either. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I, like Indiana has been outgained a lot this year and I'm not t- trying to take away anything from them, but I'm saying like, I, I kind of think it's more of a, when you get outgained severely and end up winning the games, kind of, kind of a gimmick to me. It's kind of like, Hey, I don't know if next year you can do that. And you might be back at like a five and seven season. Right. Um, I don't know. Uh, go Hoosiers though. I hope Tom, I li- and I do like Tom Allen. I, I have nothing against the guy. So uh, it's kind of fun having Indiana go to football, you know, give, give the Buckeyes another tough opponent. You know, I mean that, that, you know, that, that uh, division of the, of the uh, big 10 is just <laughs> it's freaking stacked, especially if Indiana's on the, on the come up especially and Rutgers too, with, uh, yeah. with Greg Schiano, if anything, you got to watch out for Michigan state and Michigan going down. So, yeah, I mean they did they they are this year. Yeah, you know, and that that could Penn, definitely Penn continue. Too. <laughs> but uh but yeah, uh okay, so let me uh before we get into New Year's Day, I want to tell people that the College Experience DFS show is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Every sports fan knows that it's it's not about how you start the season, it's how you finish. All right? At mybookie 2020 finishes strong with NFL college football and the, and the return of basketball sign up today and receive a halfway deposit match up to a thousand dollars. And while you're at it, ring in the holidays with six days of giveaways to get in on the action. It's simple. Sign up, make your first deposit and enter the promo code SGP to claim your bonus and start taking advantage of the holiday freebies. Head over to my bookie to discover this year's batch of fun on site promotions and, uh, and win win big with six days of giveaways this holiday season, bet with the best baby bet with my bookie. All right. 
I also want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by thrive fantasy. Come prop up on thrive fantasy this season. Thrive fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. And just in time for the holidays, just in time with, with thrive fantasy for an aught where we, we SGP college experience, we're bundling up uh, or teaming up with, uh, with thrive fantasy. So just in time for the holidays, you know, sign up for thrive fantasy for an awesome sports gambling podcast, merch bundle, send in a screenshot of you joining thrive fantasy uh, promo code SGP, and you'll have a chance to win a hundred dollars in sports gambling podcast merch. Email your screenshot into podcast at sports gambling podcast.com. And with thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. If it's NFL, you choose 10 of the available 20 player props to build your lineup. If it's PGA, MLB, esports, uh, choose five of the available 10 player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit hit the most props, rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes and has awarded over $1.6 million in cash prizes. So use the promo code SGP when you sign up today and you'll receive an instant match up to $50 on your first deposit with the four times rollover. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. And don't forget that promo code SGP. All right, here we go. Uh, New Year's Day. Doesn't it suck that both, uh, you know, quote unquote, invitational or quote unquote playoff games are being played in domes? Yeah, but if it wasn't domes, it would be in Miami or Arizona. <laughs> so, so what really was the difference? It's not think- like they're going to have it, you know, where, where, where weather could play a factor. I agree, but occasionally Miami might get some rain, but, um, but. Um, I just, I don't know. It's just, the game looks better when you're watching on television. I agree. Outdoors. Aesthetically, it, it, it looks better, you know, when it's outside, even inside. Have you watched a, a football game in the dome? Uh, yeah, it's I, weird. I went to UCF LSU and uh, is that the only dome game I've seen? Yeah, it sucks. But, but how hammered were you? <laughs> oh, I was very hammered, but I mean, it, well, I had to get hammered because it was like a, yeah, just a corporate America feel dude. I went to that bowl game. I forget what bowl game that was. But uh, it just—I was like, it was like I was at a shopping mall. Yeah, I went to a Minnesota Detroit Lions game in the in the Lions Superdome. Superdome? No, is that right? No, no, no. no. Super, about? Superdome is in New Orleans, where you yeah, almost where you almost went to. <laughs> that's the best story ever. The uh, the uh, Colts the Colts Saints when uh, what was it Luck or Manning went down. Where uh, I think Manning, I think they, they just didn't play him. Yeah. And they lo- and they started like, uh, yeah. Cause it was like eight years ago, maybe. So we went down to new Orleans, me and my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. And we were planning on going to the saints game. One of the nights. Now the night before we did bourbon street <laughs> and got shellacked. So we were like, you know what? I don't know about going to this game. So it, the good thing for us is we, we hadn't bought tickets previously. And the game ended up being awful because Manning sat and I think, I think the saints won like 41, nothing or something. No, so. no, no. I think it was worse than that. I'm looking that up right now. Colts at saints, uh, like 2012 or something, somewhere around that. Time uh, frame. well, breeze through five, 62 to seven oh. breeze through five <laughs> yeah. touchdowns. You were almost that you had, you were planning. I was dude. I remember like thinking as I was watching, it was like Nick's in the crowd. This is fucking great. It was 21, nothing. <laughs> It was twenty-one nothing in the in the first quarter. 
<laughs> uh, yep. Bourbon street and the hangover that, yeah, that, it, that it brings, uh, saved me there. So there you go. All the more reason to get drunk, but yes, don't dome games though, dude. I mean, I don't know how you, you were in the midst of telling me your experience in Detroit at whatever that stadium is. I, I've been right there. I just haven't been to that. St- I went to a tiger's game outdoors. Yeah. I'm, I'm drawing a, a total blank, uh, but whatever. I mean, um, yeah, just watching football in a dome is just weird. It just, it just doesn't seem right, kind of. No, it's horrible. whether it's in person or on TV. Yeah, it's horrible. It's just, it just should never happen. And and unfortunately, like the, once again, another sign of the of the times. And look, I know I'm, I'm I'm Clint Eastwood on my get off my lawn here, but you know the Rams just built their stadium. That's a dome. I would have preferred them play at the Coliseum, even though I'm going to be getting March Madness here in a couple of years. That why why would you have a dome in California anyway? I know. I know it, it's always nice. It never rains. I, it, what the hell? <laughs> but look, I mean, that's just the trend of the, of the stadiums these days, dude. I mean, look at, I mean, when we were growing up, it was like the Oilers and and the Cowboys had a half dome. Remember they still got snow. Like remember that Leon let game. Right. Um, and you really just had the, the Oilers, the saints and the lions, Vikings, right? Vikings. Vikings yeah. too. I mean, dude, that even that's horrible because for a few years they didn't do it. And Minnesota yeah. university doesn't do it anymore. So like, why not move back to that? But um, uh, now though, I mean, you got the Cardinals, you got the Colts, you got the, you know, uh, I've seen c- people calling for the bills to do it. Um, a bunch of these new stadiums, I feel like ha- have the, uh, re- you know, the retractable roof, you know, I don't yeah, think maybe, that- maybe they're just willing to, to spend more of the taxpayers dollars now for the more expensive stadiums where they can have a retractable roof Vegas. Yeah. The Raiders now play in a dome. It sucks. It's Once again, Vegas. I mean, I, I mean, I got, I understand it gets freaking hot, but you don't have to worry about snow or rain and, and use it to your advantage. Remember that? Like, remember how uh, those Redskins teams back in the, the day when they were nasty, that game at the Cardinals, when they were, they were horrible was always a tough out for us because it was like, it was like 120 degrees and you had to go win. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's like some, I think like the Miami dolphins have a really good week one record just because it's so freaking humid down there in early September that you get a team from the North who has been practicing and you know, like 80, 80, 80, 82 degrees or something. They struggle down there. So yeah, those stadiums, you know, uh, they can be an, an advantage of, you know, for some teams. Yeah, it sucks. Anyway. Um, where are we at here? Uh, let's take you to uh, what, what New Year's Day. This obviously you got the uh, the big time games of Ohio State, Clemson, and Notre Dame, Alabama, and then you have uh, what Georgia, Cincinnati, Northwestern, Auburn. Is that everything? I believe. Yeah, just four games in that slate. It's kind of strange to have the big playoff games and then like two random bowl games earlier earlier in the day, um, but it gives you more options. You know. Um, if you look at the over/unders of all four games, the two playoff games are around 65 or 66. The the other two games are nowhere near that. Um, so actually, when I was doing my lineup here, not really on purpose, but I do not have anybody in the two early games. I do. All all my guys are in the two playoff games. Um, so with that said, you want to do the honors? Sure. I'm going to take you to. Uh, I think, and and it's a shame we don't have a large playoff because I think this team would be a dangerous, dangerous team. The Georgia Bulldogs. I have JT Daniels at seventy three hundred. I think they're going to beat Cincinnati, um, and JT Daniels is a big part of that because since he's came in, it's a completely different team that we knew they had really elite wide receivers, but unfortunately, Stetson Bennett could never get it to them. Look, Stetson Bennett was completing fifty five percent of his passes for seven yards, right? 
eight touchdowns, six picks. And that's through majority of the season. JT Daniels, I think I started what three games or something like that. Three or four, three or four, but look, 55% completion percentage for Stetson Bennett, 67% completion percentage for JT Daniels for 10 and a half yards of pass. That means he's, and he's got nine touchdowns and one pick. It's unbelievable that they weren't starting this guy. I mean, you're seeing a gigantic difference in this, this team. And I actually think I'll, I'll be honest. I actually think right now the team that could beat Alabama that has the best shot to beat Alabama. Everyone's saying Clemson, which I think is a decent, you know, I'm not going to argue with that, but I think Georgia with JT Daniels, we saw them with Stetson Bennett. That was a close game until like the fourth quarter. Uh, uh, so I think JT Daniels is a huge difference here. So at 7,300, give me JT Daniels. Another thing, Nick, that's so retarded. And we saw it with the Texas Colorado game last night is a, these games are played in domes, but also it's a home game for Georgia. This is in Atlanta. This is like an hour from Athens. So this, and we're also battling with COVID when people aren't going to travel. So the only people that would travel would be Georgia fans for the most part. It's such an advantage for these sec schools. And yeah, sometimes it's also for a PAC 12 or an ACC school, but Cincinnati will never get that luxury because they they'll never have a bowl game in Columbus or in Cleveland or yeah. or in Cincinnati, which is a shame. Yeah, I mean, dude, the, uh, but this happens all the time. I mean, wh- what Patty C always brings up the point that LSU's won three national championships all in New, New Orleans. <laughs> right, right. Well, uh, you know what? Thirty minute <laughs> yeah. trip down the highway where the you know they're probably playing an ACC school or a big 12 school or a big 10 school or something. It's, you know, yeah, it's, it's kind of an unfair advantage where if you're thinking about a, a, a bowl game or a playoff game or a championship game, it should be pretty even. There should no be, there should not be an advantage. It should be a neutral field, a true neutral field. Yeah. Just change it around every year. I fucking hate that. But anyway, um, uh, so JT Daniels, I think, I actually think Georgia's going to beat their ass because I think Georgia with Daniels, is, is playing as good as football as anyone in the country. And I also think that uh, with it being a home game, uh, I think Cincinnati's just going to come in. Uh, unfortunately, I, and, and yeah. it sucks because I really would have seen, I mean, I would love to see Cincinnati go undefeated, but they gave them the worst matchup. <laughs> but I mean, potentially motivation for Georgia. What is it? You know, I, I do think Georgia's going to win and I like the play of Daniels, but Cincinnati does have a good defense and they should be getting amped up to play in a new year's day bowl. And, well, I mean, really th- and Georgia has like 10 opt outs, but the difference is, is that they've had like the number one recruiting class, like three years in a row. <laughs> so <laughs> right, like right. you're opting out. Okay. It's like, I mean, when's the last time Georgia had a bad running back, dude, they're fifth string uh, running back. Yeah. I mean, I could name 20 good running backs for Georgia. So I'm, I'm not concerned. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right, right. All right. Well, I did not take JT Daniels. I'm going to give you both quarterbacks right now because they're in the same game. Actually, uh, that's the the late game, the the uh, Ohio State Clemson. So give me Fields and um, Lawrence. Obviously, I'm paying up for him. Lawrence is 8.8 K. Fields is only 8 K though. I was surprised to see um, who was it, Mac Jones and Desmond Ritter priced higher than Justin Fields. Explain that one to me. Maybe just a Northwestern game they're looking at because he threw, I think, two or three picks. Maybe um, right. He's coming off a bad game. Yeah, but I mean, but, uh, but you I know. mean, dude, you can actually make a case. I actually think I might agree with this. I think Northwestern's got a better defense than anyone in the in the uh, the college football quote unquote playoffs. Invitational. 
Well, there's a reason why these over unders are so high in these games is because nobody really does have defense. I mean, Notre Dame, maybe the best one. Yeah. But, but I, maybe, even, I don't even know. That, I mean, they man. didn't look that good against Clemson in the ACC championship game, but you know, well, I even pulled up, I think it was, and, and I, I don't have it in front of me, but I want to say Notre Dame's beaten two winning te- or three winning teams and two of them were with their backup quarterback. Yeah. So that, you know, whatever they're ranked as far as team defense, take that with a grain of salt, because it's kind of hard to judge this, this year, especially, but you always have to look at strength of schedule when you're looking at those stats. Yeah. So, uh, okay. I like that play. I'll get to my other quarter or should I do my other quarterback now? Sure. Why not? Go ahead. Super flex. Who you got? I'll go Mac Jones, man. People don't realize he's having a better year than Tua and hurts ever had at, at Alabama. So Mac Jones, uh, Guy's a stud. I think he's underrated. I don't know why he doesn't get the. Lo- I mean, he, yeah, I guess because you're on Alabama, but uh, I've been really. I there's not been a time where I haven't been impressed by Mac, Mac Jones. So uh, give me him at 8700 as my super flex. Yeah, I thought about it, but I, I kind of lean towards Lawrence and Fields just because they're more of a dual threat and they can also you know pick up points uh, on the ground. But hey, Mac Jones had an unbelievable year. And he has been kind of overshadowed by Devonta Smith and Najee Harris, but um, all right. So we're both uh, pretty expensive on our quarterbacks. Uh, I'll give you my two running backs. Now um, Travis ETN for 6.9 K and I'm going Notre Dame's Kyron Williams at 6.2 K. Once again, I was kind of surprised by the price point at with ETN. Uh, if you look at the game, the playoff game against Ohio state last year, I mean, he, he had over 130 yards from scrimmage and three touchdowns. It, there's going to be a lot of points in this Clemson and Ohio state game. So uh, I, I quickly gobbled up Travis ETN, and then, um, you know, Kyron Williams, you know, some people are going to be scared off because they play Bama, but you, you kind of just alluded to it. Bama's defense. Isn't, you know, all that great this year, dude, that, that's uh, been the most deceiving thing. I think for people like, I, I, I think I can tell the, the lay fan, like, cause it's like, they're like, well, Alabama's defense has changed. I was like, they haven't played like, if we were to rate the quarterbacks in each conference, I actually think, especially when you add the fact that Georgia was having Stetson Bennett at the time, or just by schedule, I, Alabama didn't play any good quarterbacks short of Matt Corral and Kyle Trask. And they both dropped 48 and 49 points or whatever on them. So um, uh, I'm all over that play. Like I, 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 I think that I'm, I have Kyron Williams too at 6,200. I don't think that defense is, is fixed at all. I, I don't, I, I, I think Notre Dame, now Notre Dame is not a type of team that will really like kill you offensively, but I just think that there's yards to be had against Bama. Yeah, and I think other people may be overlooking Notre Dame just because of Bama's reputation. So I think there's some value in taking uh, Kyron Williams, where you know you're going to zig where you know some other people zag. So uh, uh, all right, so we, we we share the one running back. Who's your other one? If only not Travis, not Travis Etienne, not Travis Etienne. But if only we got uh, points for. Uh, Picking up the blitz. You ever seen Kyron Williams and blitz prote- or in pass protection? Which is you know remarkable because I think he's only a sophomore. I mean, so he's, no, I he's, he's a, a young freshman. running back he's for him freshman. to be doing that. I mean, yeah, well done. No, I think he's a freshman though. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go trace. Look, look that up. Look that up. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, what? I think he's a freshman, buddy. I think you're wrong, buddy. All right, go. You know, talk. I'm gonna look this up real quick. Um, actually, I think, okay. You could be right. You could be right. I think, I think, uh, I'm waiting for this website to load, but, uh, I'm on trace sermon. The, uh, the transfer from Oklahoma, Ohio state running back. 
just coming off like a 300 yard day against the Northwestern who's got a, a good defense, but clearly not from a statistical standpoint in that game. Um, but yeah, uh, 6,600 Trey sermon against Clemson. I understand. All right. So first off, Kyron Williams is a sophomore. You're right. You're right. Okay. Um, and second off, I like your play. I didn't have enough room for sermon. Um, I, we, yeah, I know we're kind, of, we're kind of getting out of order here. Let me just jump to my flex play because I took master Teague. Um, I, you know, it, it, early in the season, it looked like master Teague was, was taking this backfield. And then he had a couple unproductive games and here comes Trey sermon. And he had obviously that game against Northwestern was crazy. Um, but uh, I like the play. I just couldn't quite afford him, So I went with master Teague. I'm interested. And Teague only had, I think three or four touches in that um, big 10 championship. So I'm a little worried about Teague. He's only 4.1 K. Once again, I didn't have a whole lot, but I'm hoping that they shared the ball more this game or, or maybe even potentially if sermon is struggling, they go back to Teague. I don't know. We'll see. What do you think? Uh, I think Sermon fits their style more, especially against Clemson. Sermon's their speed back, and I think Clemson, uh, although you know Venables is a great defensive coach, apparently he steals signs though. Did you see that um that article? But who knows? Everyone's doing that, right? But uh, yeah, part of the game, man. So, uh, don't don't make your signs that obvious. How about yeah, that? Yeah. Uh, but I, I think Sermon fits their 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 style more. He's a more like speedy back, and I think with there's big there. Look throughout the year, Clemson's given up some big yardage to uh to some bit or some big time plays. So I think it kind of fits as their home run threat to maybe even neutralize. You know, ETN's kind of similar. Like you know, anytime he touches the ball, could be like a ninety yard touchdown. Well, Sermon I think is that guy, not Master Teague, to really break one off for for the Buckeyes. So. Yeah, and Cle- actually, Clemson's defense is, is kind of similar to Alabama's defense this year because Clemson has struggled all, uh, also defensively, and you know they're not they don't have quite the guys that they did you know last year or you know two or three years ago. So uh, I like the play. Um, all right, so we're all over the board here. I've given you I've given you everything but my three receivers. Yeah, and I have four re- four receivers here. So, um, what do you want? What do you what, what should we do here? I'll give you my, 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 my most expensive receiver, same game, Buckeye, Chris Olave. Um, I know he missed the big 10 championship game, but the, the week before that, you know, the dude had uh what do you have? Uh, I don't know. 10 catches, 139 yards and touchdown oh, and against they, Michigan state. And they changed, yeah, so. they changed the COVID protocol for this guy to play. <laughs> right. So I, I, I think he's back. He's, he's good to go. He he scored against uh, Clemson in the playoff game last year, uh, so I expect a big game from Olave, and uh, I will gladly scoop him up as my most expensive receiver at six point four k. My most expensive uh, receiver is going to be Amari Rogers of Clemson at sixty five hundred. I think uh, kind of a I feel like undervalued a little bit here like this guy's as electric as anybody on this roster. I, I, I would ETN and him anytime they grab the ball, it could be a touchdown. So at 6,500, give me Amari Rogers. I think they're going to go to him in this game. Interesting. Cause so I have 200 bucks left over. So I could have picked Amari Rogers over Olave. I like both plays. I went back and forth. I think I trusted Olave a little bit more to get the ball more so than Rogers. Cause I think Clubson kind of spreads it around a little bit more than Ohio state. Um, but you know, I mean, both could have big games. Definitely. Um, and 
my second, like I said, I have four wide receivers here. So my second is George Pickens for Georgia. I understand Cincinnati's got a good defense, but Hey, Pickens, uh, he's been killing it ever since JT Daniels came in. So give me George Pickens. I like, I always thought that the Georgia wideouts were really talented. I just thought the problem was Jake Fromm and Stetson Bennett. So now that they got a quarterback that actually throws the ball, uh, give me George Pickens at 6,100 as a value play. I like it. Stacking it with JT Daniels. I see what you're doing. My second receiver. I'm guessing you might have him as well because we've talked about him at, at least for a few weeks, you know, over the course of the year. And that's Bama's John Mechie, the third, ding, because ding, ding. It, you know, he's yeah. always about five K or so. And uh, the dude, I mean, he just produces, you know, he's, he, he has a very high floor. Uh, granted, he does have kind of a low ceiling. Cause usually, usually he's going to catch about five balls for 80 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Which yeah. hey, for five point one k, I'm I'm all over that, you know. So you're not going to see a monster game with ten catches for two hundred yards, but he's pretty damn consistent, getting four or five catches over sixty, seventy yards, and uh, you hope he finds the end zone once too. So, uh, uh, all right, John Mechie's my second most expensive. Who's your second? Uh, hold on, well, you, I, you want I, second or third? I do have John Mechie. I only have one player left, but before I get there, I just gotta finish the, gotta get paid here. Uh, I want to tell you that the college experience DFS show is brought to you by better than Vegas. Yes. Better than Vegas is an all new, completely free website, sharing thousands of handicapping videos. It's like YouTube, but you know, for what DJs care about, you know, sports betting. The best part is you'll be able to get video picks from the SGPN crew that we'll, we're exclusively posting over at uh, better than Vegas. They cover all the sports too: NFL college football, college basketball. They, they even got soccer going on. Uh, if free video picks isn't enough, they're also giving away cash a thousand dollars to the top handicapper that wins the most units and a thousand dollars to the top handicapper. That is the most followers. So you don't even have to know your shit. If you just have a bunch of, of followers, so make sure you subscribe to the SGPN page, sports gambling podcast.com uh, slash BTV. So you don't miss any of our videos. Cause we're just giving you heaters over there. And uh, if the SGPN page wins any cash, you know, we're going to give it away to the listeners. Um, I'm going to be making a pick there on new year's day. So stick around, check that out. And, uh, so head over to better than dot Vegas. That's better than dot Vegas. You got to do it. Check it out. And then we're also brought to you by ACE per head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how, well, guess what? ACE per head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. All right. Dude, VCU's up 23 on St. Joe's under two minutes to go. I almost I saw this that. spread at 10 and a half last night, and I was going to jump all over VCU. I waited though in the morning it had dropped to, uh, you know the it had dropped to eight and a half it dropped two points I was like you know what maybe I maybe, maybe there's something happening that I don't know about maybe there's a COVID ha- you know maybe somebody's sitting out which is causing this line movement uh, I don't think that was the case I think they they're gonna easily cover the eight and a half and they would have easily covered the ten and a half and I should have bet on it damn it dude I had I didn't lock I had that and DePaul as the two ones I was considering locking I didn't do those two they were the only two that I mean I, I still locked a few games but. This is what I call karma. It's it, dude. It's like this happens in sports. And I think from time to time, you know, the, the, the gods get it right. We look at Tennessee 
and how they handled the Greg Schiano thing and to really tried to really uh, tried to smear his name and, and, and make him a part of that uh, Sandusky State thing. scandal. Yeah. yeah. And that was just wrong. And they also then, uh, you know, they had Leach. They, apparently Leach had a handshake deal with them. And then uh, they fired their athletic director who was only there a couple months, which. So in my opinion, like Tennessee struggles, I love it. I love the fact they lose and they lose every year. I, I, I could do another 10 years of them losing because of, like, I think they deserve it. And you see it for, for Alan Cool is going to quit following us, man. <laughs> hey, I, in basketball fire away. Uh, uh, but, but I mean, that, that's my point though. Is this, it, it's almost like, uh, like now I'm, I'm rooting for, uh, you know, there's, there's a couple other teams, but Phil Martelli was a great coach at St. Joe's. A great coach, college basketball, St. Joe's. I mean, the guy had taken him to two sweet 16s. This is St. Joe's. <laughs> he took him to an elite eight. Uh, Produced NBA talent like Jameer Nelson and yeah, uh, Delonte West. West. They, remember that guy, Marvin O'Connor? They used to, I can't believe Marvin O'Connor was, did yeah. that. But they fired him. And, and, you know, he was really hurt by that, man. Like, he did not see that coming at all. And they suck now. And they suck last year and they suck this year. <laughs> to me, I hope they continue to suck. They get what they deserve here. Um, anyway, let's, let's get to my last player is Michael Mayer at 3,500. I didn't have much money to spend. I actually used all my money, uh, but Michael Mayer, the tight end of Notre Dame. Look, if Notre Dame's going to have any shot. And like I said, Alabama, I don't think they're very good defensively. Now, now they have certain players that I think are very good defensively, but um, Notre Dame's best advantage to me over Alabama. Look, Notre Dame's wideouts kind of, I mean, they're getting better, but the real edge that I think Notre Dame could have is in, is in the run game and in the, with the tight ends, they, they got two stud tight ends, but Michael Mayer's the best of the bunch. 3,500. Give me Michael Mayer as my play here. So that, uh, do you have anyone left? I have a, yeah, I, oh, yeah. I have one last guy okay. now. Um, yeah. First off, I don't have a tight end in my lineup, but I usually like to include one. So well done. All right. So my least expensive receiver, he's only 4.3 K, but he is climbing up the depth chart in at Clemson. I think he's their third receiver. Now that's EJ Williams. I was kind of monitoring him throughout the year. Cause you know, really the Clemson tigers needed another receiver to emerge and, you know, per, and, and be a threat. Um, and a couple of them just weren't really doing much. Um, so this guy, I think he's a true freshman. He is a true freshman. Um, he's been getting more playing time, more snap percentage. We see that increase throughout the year. Then he started getting some targets thrown his way too. And he had his biggest game of the season against Notre Dame in the championship where he caught four balls for 80 yards and a touchdown. Uh, so yeah, EJ Williams, 4.3 K. I think he's a sneaky cheap play. He could have, he could burst onto the scene here in this game against Ohio state. Um, now he is a third receiver. That's why he's only priced at 4.3 K. So a potential lack of volume does make it kind of a risky play, but he could have a big game out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, uh, who are you taking in that game? What's the line at now? Have you seen it? I think I saw eight. Seven and a I'm half. Going, yeah. going Buckeyes. I actually think with Dabo, look, and and I actually agree that like I had Ohio State rank, or further back because of the uh, because of their the amount of games they played, but um, I didn't have him eleventh, but I think I had him like eighth in the database top twenty five, something like that. But uh, so I agree with the logic, but I do think 
Uh, it's a revenge spot. I think Ohio State was. I do definitely think Ohio State was the better team last year, and they got robbed. And uh, so I think they're going to be ready for this one. I think they're a live dog. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think people are assuming Clemson's now. They, you know, they might be the best team in the country just because they whipped Notre Dame. You know, don't forget this the whole rest of this year where Clemson hasn't looked. I mean, they've looked like well, a top ten team or something, but they haven't looked as good as, as years past. So um, any, if you're giving me anything more than a touchdown, I'm, I'm going to jump all over the Buckeyes to at least cover that. They have a chance to win straight up. You know, I, it, I think it's a, it's pretty damn close to a 50, 50 game. Um, so yeah, if you're giving me seven, seven and a half points, Buckeyes. Yeah. and I think the whole world thinks, Oh, well, they, they struggle. I mean, and look, I'll be the first to say they haven't looked very good against uh against, you know, competition, which has been horrible in the big 10, but doesn't mean for one game, we know the talent level is there. So for one game, can they do that? Especially when, you know, Davos said uh, they're the 11th best team in the country. And like, so I think the motivations there, the revenge, uh, give me Ohio state on the money line on that play. Anyway, Uh, so since we're talking about it, what's the um, Alabama spread now too? 19 and a half. I'm seeing. (sighs) Yeah, I guess I took, I actually, I actually took Notre Dame to, to backdoor this thing. <laughs> I like it. I, I think I would, you know, the, the priests are known for backdooring things. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, never mind. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, no, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't like that game. I'm not going to bet that game. Um, but it, I had to go one direction. I'd probably lean towards Notre Dame covering that as well. Yeah. I think the best bet left you can do is probably a and M. Ohio state. I actually like Ole Miss getting a touchdown and a half against Indiana. I think Ole Miss is going to win on the money line. All right. You heard cool. it here first. Anyway, guys, go. this is the college experience. Make sure you subscribe. We're available on all platforms. You can listen to podcasts at, uh, if you're a first time listener, we handicap every single division one college football and college basketball game. Me NC Nick, who's on this episode. And then Patty C the uh, former JMU Duke defensive back. He'll be back on the college experience later talking the rest of these bowl games. So stay tuned and uh, make sure you follow our, like I said, college football and college basketball every day. And we are killing it in college basketball right now. So uh, make sure you check out the picks with the locks. We release all that on a spreadsheet over at sports Check that out every day, way over 500 every year on our locks and way over 500. I mean, uh, over 500 picking every game for four years, each season, each college football season, me, Patty C NC, Nick over 500 and uh, each college basketball season over 500 so far. And then way over 500 on our lock. So you got no excuse not to, to subscribe and check out the uh, picks daily because we're giving you free money. Look one year would be a flash in the pan, but this four years in no, no, we're just giving you free money. We know what the fuck we're talking about. Look, we don't charge for picks and we won't charge for picks. Uh, so make sure that, uh, look, I don't believe in that shit. The only thing I do believe in is perhaps a little bit of kindness. Get over to iTunes, give us a five-star review, say some nice things about us. We'd certainly appreciate it. Oftentimes that's, uh, what sponsors tell us is a deciding factor in them going into business with them. They want to see fans talking about the product they're about to invest in. So if you can get over there, do that. Um, and as a token, if you do, if you do do that, take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D on Twitter and show me your review. And I will enter you in a, uh, a college football playoff, like raffle where you will win. It's fixed, right? Ohio state could have played three games that would have played in the playoffs, right? So you would win a college experience t-shirt, no matter what 
It's a shiny new shirt. It will get you laid. Um, guaranteed to get you laid. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, do that if you at the Colby D on Twitter. NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Check him out. Writes a lot of great content over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Makes all the picks with us. I actually think currently, by the way, Nick, um, you and Patty C are, are neck and neck in the college football picks. I'm, I think my percentage is beating you guys on locks, but you guys for picking the every for to win the, the picking every game, Patty C has got a three game lead on you right now. Uh, well, that was, that was going into bowl. Yeah. Going in. I think we're actually, I think we're tied with bowl so far. So he still has a three game lead. Well, and All right. you guys, have, I have, I have chances to make this up. I can make this ground up. I'm coming for you. Patty C. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, and give Patty C a follow on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. We are part of the sports gambling podcast. Uh, so make sure you check out the sports gambling podcast on Twitter at DSGP network and make sure you check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast. That's a lot of fun. People talking college football, college basketball, everything. You could probably find some fucking bobsledding advice in there. So to who to bet. So uh, check out that. And uh, yeah, this is the college experience DFS style. You better start thinking about yours and we out.